0: taking you backstage and behind the scenes with the stars and creators of the hottest shows on Broadway, off-Broadway, and beyond. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to Joel Gray. He's a Tony, Oscar, and Golden Globe-winning actor whose storied career has included creating the role of the MC in the original production of Cabaret and reprising the part in the 1972 film, originating the role of George M. Cohan in the musical George M., playing Amos Hart in the original cast of the long-running revival of Chicago and creating the role of the wizard in Wicked. He's also a photographer who just published his fifth book, The Flower Whisperer. And in recent years, he's also directed regularly. He co-directed the Tony-winning 2011 revival of The Normal Heart. And he also, more recently, directed the Yiddish-language production of Fiddler on the Roof, which got raves from critics, won the 2019 Drama Desk and Outer Critics Circle Awards for Best Musical Revival, and recently celebrated one year of off-Broadway performances. Gray is in the studio with me to talk directing in a language he doesn't know, his memories of Hal Prince, and Sexy Flowers. Hi, Joel. Thanks for joining me. Great to see you. So, I have a we, thousand... I don't think we've met before. I think... Unless if briefly... If we have, at, very, at very briefly. No, I think this is the first time we're actually sitting down and chatting. Oh, so, good. I'm uh, so delighted glad. to sit with you. Um, So I have a thousand questions about directing a show in a language that is not your first language. And I'm guessing a lot of people on stage don't really know a whole lot of. Um, But before I get to that, I want to talk to you about why you feel like this uh, translation ends up being so successful. I was saying before we turned the mics on that I'm not the biggest Fiddler fan as much as I recognize it as a great work of art. And yet uh, I was... Surprised by how much the change in language, sort of hearing it with new ears in this new language, made it, made the whole thing feel fresh and surprising uh, and affecting in a way that uh, other productions I've seen in English have not been. Um, what's your take on that? Why do you think that happens?
1: Um, I think it's, I think we, we've brought it to its kernel. It's beginning, and yeah. I, I worked with uh, the Sholom Aleichem stories, mm-hmm. which is what Fiddler was derived from. Right. The story of Tevia the Milkman, and I wanted to tell it in a way that was more like Chekhov mm. than Broadway. And... Uh, more about the play and the people right. rather than the production. Plus, we didn't have any money for a production. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, I didn't speak Yiddish. Right. And half the cast learned it in three weeks. Wow. It's it's If you think about it, it's not possible. Yeah,
0: it seems like it. And did... Did working on the show in this way have the same effect as it had on me? Uh it just as you like did you see it sort of differently as you began to work on it uh in another language? And yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I,
1: I saw it in a in a very uh intense human story yeah. about a family not unlike families right. across the world today.
0: Yeah. You and how well did you know this show?
1: I mean, I'm sure uh, we've knew, all seen it, but I knew it. Yeah, very well. I right. was at the out of town tryout in Washington. Wow. Uh, Hal Prince, yeah, was my very good friend. Sure. And, and how do you? This was this was before at, Cabaret. This was before Cabaret. Wow. Okay. So we were just buddies. Yeah. And his family was part of my family, and right. You know, I I, I loved him very much. Yeah. And um. So we were invited down there, my wife and I, and I was very moved mm. and thrilled by Robin's work. Yeah, right. Thrilled by the lyrics and the music. Uh, Did it feel groundbreaking at the time? Oh, you nobody had ever seen anything quite like yeah, it. Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> I was I was overwhelmed at the end of it as a Jewish man. Yeah. Uh it got me. Right. And even though it was very in the best sense Broadway, somehow the story and the circumstance and to see it so beautifully portrayed on Broadway um with uh, an outstanding, unique performance by Zero Mustel, right? Yeah. who brought something to it that was not necessarily the the real Tevye, right? But he brought something to it that was magical, and uh, so I just was gobsmacked. Right, and then I've I think I've seen every production, but. It, this this made us the fact that it was in a foreign language and that there was no money, yeah to do anything, and it was in a little theater downtown
0: yeah let's talk, let's actually talk a little bit about how the production came about because originally it was
1: just supposed to run for a few months right uh, yeah. yeah i mean if if it ran at all right right it was that kind of like what are we doing yeah. something. Yeah. And um, after I read the play, we listened to the... We did a cast reading in Yiddish. Okay. And my agent, Gary Kirsch, was there. Mm. And I said, there's something we need to do here. Mm. And then we started to look around for cast members. And this... Genius Stephen Skybell came in out of the blue. I had directed him in a play uh-huh. at Two River Theater. Okay, yeah, of Unborrowed Time. Uh huh. And he had a small, regular, you know, Midwestern part, and he was really good. Yeah. But I had no idea that he knew Yiddish, and that, oh, he knows
0: Yiddish! Wow, yeah,
1: yeah, he. Oddly enough, yeah. he's from Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> One of the, you know, I don't know how many Jewish families there were. Yeah. But they were very connected. Hmm. And they were very you know, involved in Shabbos and right. all those things. Right. And then he went to, to uh, Northwestern, maybe, and uh, studied. Yeah. Thought to study Yiddish. Hmm. Not knowing he was ever going to do this. Yeah,
0: right. Play Tevya in your production. Lovely. Right? You yeah. Know,
1: lucky, lucky,
0: lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And so whose idea was the production
1: to begin with? Whose idea was, well, was Fiddler in Yiddish? It was done 50 years ago. Right. In Israel. Right. And Zalman Molotek, Right. Who's the head of the Volkspina. Mm-hmm. Which old, is
0: actually tell listener for listeners who don't know it's what the is national Yiddish theater, right here and based here in New York.
1: Yes, yeah, and I think he had known of this version, right, and loved it, mm. but whoever imagined it could ever get done, right? And it was a sort of a mini success in Israel, uh huh. Um, the Israelis didn't like the Yiddish. Oh. Because they were pioneers and right. they were looking not to be persecuted and run after. Right. And they were thinking of themselves as new. Mm. And that language was old. Right. So then they did it, in, I guess, in Hebrew. Yeah. And that was a success.
0: Mm.
1: However... Fifty years ago, but Zalman had been following it and, you know, pursuing this property. Hmm. I think for many years. Right. And did he reach out to you about the the idea? Yes, he a, did. yeah, he did. And
0: what did you think of it?
1: He initially? said. Uh, he said, "Would you like to direct it or play Tevia? <laughs> and.
0: Did did you have to think about that?
1: No. <laughs> I I always wanted to play Tevye. Yeah. But I I knew that the time had passed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a big part. I uh, I really thought that it should be a younger man. Mm. Plus, I didn't I'm no longer very interested in performing. Yeah. I love directing. Mm. So, um I said I don't underst- I don't speak Yiddish. He says, "Okay." I'm, and I called him the next morning. I said, "I'll do it," not knowing how, when, where, or why. Right. All I knew is that I needed to do this.
0: And then it was. Uh, so it started last summer. You just, oh, you, in fact, you know, the show is, has been uh, a year worth of performances I as think, of, I think, today, actually, as we're recording, or
1: very soon. Um, yeah. And the recording is phenomenal. He, yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah. Phenomenal. Good. Including songs that were cut from the show. Oh. Originally. Oh, interesting. It's really
0: beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, Time
1: life. I think that's, oh okay, yeah,
0: okay, yeah, um and so you ended up you ended up doing it for three months the so you started in the summer, you got,
1: yeah, but how did we do it? yeah, how did you tell me how, how did do you do it? yeah, with no money, uh-huh, and very few actors who know Yiddish, right, well, we auditioned. And Stephen was heaven sent. I, I mean, that's, that's just fate right there, right? He's just magnificent. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of interest in it. A lot of people, you know, who uh, had never done anything like that before right. were curious and came and auditioned. Right. And we had so many people wanting to be in it. Hmm. That was the surprise. Right, and so we had the pick of, of the, you know, the litter, so to speak. And
0: was there any sort of knowledge of Yiddish requirements? Yes, of their okay. they all
1: needed to be able to audition a piece. Okay, in their audition, they had a pre- to prepare that. Okay, and um, there were. Just so you know that anybody was going to do that is serious. Yeah, absolutely. And really wants it. So it created a kind of dynamic that, like, ooh, how do you get into this? Right, right. And we had a a great guy from the folks being by the name of Muttle Didner, who was the the Yiddish Yiddish, – expert right and he would work with those people all day long whenever they were out of rehearsal they were in yiddish i imagine yeah
0: because you have to really in order to deliver a line you have to know what every single piece is and how it adds up to convey meaning right so you really have to i just needed to know the english right is that true though could you get away with just knowing the english yeah that's how i did it yeah and did you work off the original English? Is that the... I, I
1: worked off a, um, a, a, tra- a a translation.
0: A translation, like a translation back into English of yeah. the, yeah, that makes sense, of the Yiddish. Okay. And how how much of a, how big of a challenge did that end up being? Did it surprise you in either way on either end of the spectrum? No,
1: that wasn't a problem because as a director, I was just doing the job. Right. But... Uh, then I thought, how are we going to make this pure and um, simple? Mm. So I called good friends, Hal Prince. Yeah, for one. Yep. (laughs) And he recommended uh, Beowulf Borat. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Set designer, yeah. To design it. And Ann Hould Ward. Mm Mm-hmm. I've worked with before and loved working with her. Yeah. Both Tony winners. Yeah. And Peter Mm Kazarovsky, who I worked with on Anything Goes. Right. All right. So I got all these top Broadway talents. Yeah, absolutely. To come down and work their tushies off. Yeah. For nothing. (laughs) I imagine. as, As did I. Yeah. But... Somehow there was a passion, mm. and we were all just so focused on telling this story, and it grew. Yeah. How big was
0: that first theater? That.
1: Oh, four hundred. Yeah. Maybe?
0: Yeah. When did you start to have a sense that there could be a larger life to it beyond the initial run?
1: Um. Opening night. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because of
0: the response? yeah.
1: Because of what we saw and what they responded to.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Were some actors better with the Yiddish than others, did you find? Or like, was that, did you deal at all with that? Or was that the... the, Oh, yeah.
1: That was was absolutely important Mm -hmm. to the folks being there, is that everybody who was Mm -hmm. going to speak Yiddish... Yeah. Had to be perfect, right, because their audience well, no. came right after hearing so many performances in yiddish right. that 's why they came
0: right, right,
1: and so there was always that feeling that somebody in the audience was going to say, Hey, wait a minute, that's not, you didn 't pronounce that yeah, right yeah, right, so it was very monitored and beaten into them. Do you have a sense of how well now
0: these actors can consp- – like maybe who didn't know – actors who didn't know Yiddish it's, very it's well amazing. now they – It's
1: amazing. Like, I am stunned. But we were all so scared <laughs> of doing it wrong yeah. that sure. everybody just fought right. to make it right. And – uh they do it every day.
0: Wow. Still, I imagine they. they yeah, sort well, of and they it. have yeah. Yiddish. Yeah, of course.
1: Um, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, you started to talk a little bit about this uh, earlier, but you mentioned kind of wanting going back to the stories and really getting to the kernel of it. Why? What was what was the impulse there for you, and what what were you what were you really hoping to draw out of it that you feel like maybe had gotten lost or overshadowed?
1: Um anti Semitism. Uh-huh. Growing anti Semitism that I was feeling yeah. very personally and powerfully. I mean not specifically because somebody but that right. but just the world. Right. And um also my father was a great Yiddish klezmer, clarinetist. And comedian. Right. And he loved Yiddish. Oh. I mean, adored it and played it, I mean, as if his life depended on, and gave his life. Yeah. To performing that. And he was not, he he suffered Uh anti-Semitism in his work. Yeah. Jews, especially, who said, "Oh no, no, we're American now. We don't do that in the United States, right? Those are for the greenhorns or right old people or whatever, and he never hmm. backed down, and somewhere that stood very strong in me, yeah, and I ended up thinking that I was in a way doing this for him,
0: hmm. yeah. Do you feel like you too love the language now, or did you before? Oh, I, did. I always, did you always loved always? it. Yeah, I loved hearing it. Yeah,
1: I just didn't speak it yeah. because my mother didn't.
0: <laughs> right. You mentioned. Uh, you mentioned you directed at uh, Two River in New Jersey, and we've seen uh, you co-directed the Normal Heart on Broadway. Directing is a thing you're doing more of, and you mentioned earlier that it, you've, you're really enjoying it. Why? What? Uh, what do you? Oh, I, what are I've, you enjoying it? I've always about? loved it. Yeah, and what do you? What are you getting from it now why do you why are you really
1: enjoying it these days I, I love actors yeah. and I love solving mm. the actors' problems with them right that's um very satisfying and then seeing them go out like grown ups <laughs> right and getting the laughs and making the audience cry and being true mm. and real is Joyous. It's like having kids yeah. that grow up and turn out good.
0: <laughs> do you find you're also a photographer? Do you find that the sort of working with designers on a uh, production is there anything that sort of visual element? Do you find that they're oh the visual the visual either yeah, that, that those oh, two visual big. sort of skills are overlap for you in terms yeah, of yeah they how, are okay
1: they definitely are in my choice. Of the um, artistic team really came from my own taste right, so to speak, and of course with right. every director I'm sure that's that's true right
0: yeah um, and uh, speaking of photography earlier this summer you released this is your fifth book of photographs is that right um, I, You've been taking photographs for a long time now. When did you start doing 16
1: that? Sixteen years ago. Okay. <laughs> I, I had my first book yeah. and uh, exhibition. Mm-hmm. But I'd been taking pictures for 30 years all, before that. All your life, yeah. For me. Yeah. I never thought that was it was going to be, you know, something anyone else would be looking at. Right. And when did
0: you discover that they would be or that you were interested in having going uh, wider with A friend of mine it?
1: did a book ah. of, oddly enough, flowers. Oh, all right. <laughs> and um, he said, I like your photographs. He just knew me as a, you know, playful photographer. Right. He says, would you do something for this book? And I said, oh, all right. And mm-hmm. my favorite flower is Lily of the Valley. Right. <laughs> So I went about making a collage hmm. of a picture of myself when I was nine in a bathing suit mm-hmm. in a in a little garden of lilies of the valley, which hmm. were like trees. And it ended yeah. up in a book. Right. And the editor of that book said to me do you have any other photographs that you've done yeah. i said yeah but they're my my kids right. and my blah, 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 yeah, yeah. my travels and the movies blah blah yeah right. <laughs> i'm sure your audience is going to like that yeah well i mean <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i i happen to have been very lucky During the time I was in Cabaret and George M and most of those shows, I had a secretary Mm. who thought that everything I did Mm. was perfect. (laughs) The one person in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So she saved every negative. Wow. Of all my travels, My kids, my uh, brother, my relatives. And so I said, yeah, I think we have stuff. He says, send me everything you've got. Mm. I said, uh, never thinking. Right. I'm an actor. Yeah, right. And um, so we sent stuff over to him. And he called me a couple of days later. He said... I think it's a book. I said, what? Yeah. What? He said, I think it's a book. Give me a few weeks and um, come in and take a look. And then he had done these things of my travels. Mm, right. And, um,
0: and I came went in. Went from there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this latest book – is flowers is uh, you? Uh, have but the always... first book was not was
1: not right. Was yeah, yeah,
0: right. This latest book in like that first photo you took uh, or the first photo that was published um, is flowers, and you have a uh, you you've had a long fascination with flowers. It sounds like
1: Why? yeah, yeah, and um, I've just they've been very important in my life mm. in every way. Just fascinating and mm. George O'Keefe. Right. Robert Maplethorpe. Yeah. Sexy flowers. Well yeah. they they were, but yeah. I didn't think necessarily because I would always have fresh flowers mm-hmm. in my house. Right. I think my mom did. And um I just always loved that. And I even gardened and um right. sent away for seeds when I yeah. was like nine. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so this book is your uh, your recent photographs. Of, yeah, but of this the, book yeah. took
1: about three years. Oh, okay. Because I was just shooting flowers. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really opened myself up to the way they open themselves mm. up and reveal mm-hmm. their parts. Uh-huh. So to speak. Yeah. That most people just sort of take for granted. Right. And um, I want to – it took me a while to become really focused yeah. right. on those, those ways in which they're so sexy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What, You're do smiling.
0: You, do you know yet what your next book is about?
1: No. The the
0: photographic subject of your book? I just wondered how... Actually. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, really? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's my next book, but I've become obsessed with clouds. Oh, okay.
0: I can look at pictures of clouds all day, I feel like. So that'd be fun to take photos of, right? So I don't know. Yeah. Um, You mentioned Hal Prince earlier, who was actually the very first guest on this very podcast uh, a few years ago. Um, You worked with him, uh, knew him well, of course. Well, first of all, was there anything you learned from working with Hal that you carried with you into directing as you started directing?
1: Probably. Probably he trusted actors. Mm. And I think that casting was the... The clue, yeah. the right actor for the part who had talent right, and it could be unexpected in terms of what the the script says right and then i I played lots of parts that I was really not ideal for like what. But I made them my own. Yeah. What What do you consider one of those parts? George M. Cohan. Yeah. Okay. I mean, tough Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Un- unfeeling.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: hmm you know. All right. So there I was. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the MC. Uh huh. I mean, he was just—I couldn't imagine even thinking of such a character, mm-hmm. or to play because he's so disgusting and 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 vicious and powerful, right? Yeah, and a real, real villain. Hmm. And yet, I had to find something about him that made the audience accept him when he was trying to be charming.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And he fooled them.
0: Right. Yeah. What, uh, do you have a favorite
1: memory of working with Hal over the years? Lots. Mm. Uh, We also did, did an opera together Oh I'm not sure I knew that. Which one was that? Um Silver Lake. Oh, okay. Kurt File. Uh-huh. New York City Opera. Uh-huh. My debut. <laughs> <laughs> and he directed it. Oh. Huh. Ha. I didn't know that. See? Yeah. It's not in your papers, right? No, it's not. It's not, right? <laughs> um, what was the question? Uh, just
0: what your favorite, one of your favorite memories of working with him uh, is.
1: Um, I think recently it was, uh, I was quoted mm. as struggling with the character of the MC. Mm. Uh, I, it was sort of written. As a German song and dance man
0: Mm.
1: and not quite as ugly and dangerous Mm. as he ended up being. And I did not want to be a song and dance man in my first Broadway appearance. Right. Creating a role. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Song and Dance Man had become a bad thing because it sort of stopped me from getting acting jobs. I see. Oh, he's a Song and Dance Man. Right. So it was tough. And I remembered I was learning all the songs and doing everything that was supposed to be done. And I thought to myself, I was on tour once and I saw a nightclub comedian in somewhere kansas city or something and he was the lowest slimiest uh, just absolutely would do anything to make the audience laugh no matter how gross or disgusting uh and they loved him Hmm. they they ate it up yeah and i thought God, that's the most horrible thing I've ever seen. And while we were rehearsing just before we went out of town, I said to Hal, I'd like to try something today at the run-through. You know the story? I don't know the story. Tell me more. Um, He said, okay, Jolie. Mm -hmm. He's the only person. (laughs) Who you like? Kahsui Jolie, who, yes, who yeah. I ever allowed? Yeah, except for my aunt Jean. Yeah, well, yeah she she gets a she gets a pass too. Yeah, the two of them. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I thought to myself, I'm going to play this like that creep in Kansas City, who is so disgusting, mm. and I started to feel up the girls in the opening number. And I was vicious and intent. And I thought, oh, my God. I kept doing it till the end. And I said, people are going to think that's me. Hmm. You know? Yeah, right. How does he know about that? And I was so devastated that I had shown that part of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I went and hid behind a um, a corner mm. of the theater, Yeah. and I was practically in tears. Mm. And uh, Hal came back, and he put his arm around me, and said, "That's it, Jolie." Mm. So together we found that. Right. Crazy thing.
0: Yeah. Who else do you feel like uh you sort of learned the biggest lessons from uh in the entertainment industry? Are there people that you consider really influential on to you and sort of how you work and the kind of work you did?
1: Well, there I mean, there are a lot of actors and mm. actresses that I worship. Right. In terms of their magic and openness and uh, guts mm. it's always you know Angela Lansbury sure um, Mary Martin yeah, yeah. Bernadette Peters mm. Donna Murphy Hattie Lepone, Yeah. Audra McDonald. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are the... Those are the talents that make me crazy. Yeah, yeah. And happy. (laughs) What's next for you now? What's on
0: your plate as a director or a photographer or...
1: I'm I'm trying to put together... um, a new project to direct. To direct, okay. For Broadway. Here, okay, I was just going to
0: ask. Here in New York, okay. Can you tell us anything about it or no. not yet? No, it's what I figured, yeah. I knew, uh, I knew that's, that's what you figured. Is there a show... We both figured. Yeah, we both figured. Uh, is there a show that you'd really like to get your hands on as a director? Not maybe this one that you're trying to get your hands on at the moment. But uh, is there another maybe classic like Fiddler that you're interested in? really
1: tackling um not offhand
0: okay is there anyone who you have not yet had the chance to work with who you would like to work with i'd like to work
1: with john candor again yeah great on something great sold make it happen broadway
0: Well, I uh, look forward to hearing what your new project is uh, as soon as it comes together. Um, Thanks for being here, Joel. Thanks for chatting. It's great talking to you. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you. That was Joel Gray, the director of the Yiddish language revival of Fiddler on the Roof, now playing at Off-Broadway's Stage 42. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of StageCraft, I'd be very grateful if you took the time to help other theater fans find us by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, or tell a friend. I'll be back with another new episode in two weeks. Until then, see you at the theater.